5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All right, uh, the North Carolina rat, Sir Walter Wally, did not see his uh, schedule or his uh, shadow, so he says early spring. But I'm going with the OG Punxsutawney Phil because uh, even though it's cold, I don't mind the cold. They have names? Yeah, You. what do you think, Groundhog Day and they don't have names? thought you called them groundhogs. No, no, they got names. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, man. They got them all over the country now. Raleigh's got their own. And, uh, of course, Punxsutawney Phil. You, you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? No. It's a great movie. You like Bill Murray? I do. You know, well, he's in the movie. Somebody in the office was telling me about Groundhog Day. And I right? just sat there and acted Clark, like I've he seen never, it. Yeah. He never quits talking. I, I Yes, yes, it was Clark. And you probably me, had no word, get a word in edgewise to tell him. N- no, I've never seen it. So I... I, w- I came in today to eat my lunch, and Clark was in a different room, and he found his way to where I was. And it just, I, I don't want him spitting in my food. I'm, I don't mean like spitting, like I'm going to spit in your food. I mean like as he talks, because he just is so animated. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, it's just. I no- just went along with it. I didn't want to bra- break his so heart. That, so after that 2.3 seconds, what did he? what subject did he pivot to next? You know, I think he just kind of walked away after that. He just ran away. Yeah, I was like, well, okay. He'll be back with something. A little inner office politics to start things here. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Uh, We've got quite the show set up for you here today. Austin Karp is going to be with us, Sports Business Journal. Jim Nance is in big contract negotiations with CBS. And how many people are going to watch this year's Super Bowl? We'll uh, ask Austin about that. Uh, Dimitri Ravanos quickly. I guess the big story today amongst uh, a certain sect of the population. I'd be anxious to get your take on this as uh, we welcome in Ben Byram there. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. And then uh, intern Joe. I'd also be interested to get an idea of what intern Joe has to say because, uh, you know, I, I would uh, like to to know if this is something he'd be interested in. The re- uh, EA Sports going to revamp the college football video game. That's a good move. You know, it had gone away in 14 was the last year they did it with the Ed O'Bannon and, and now with the name image and likeness things return are returning, I guess sometime this year or next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like the reason we're gonna have Dimitri on is because he still plays 14. I mean, there, there are people like, and I don't, I, this, you talk about a spe- I know nothing about anything. I ain't, I ain't too bright, but I'll tell you this. I know nothing at all about the gaming space. I'll tell you this much. And I'm very comfortable with the fact that I don't. But let me tell you this. Let me ask this question before you say this, Ben, because God knows what you're going to say. <laughs> um, do you – you could play that on – it's an older gaming system you'd have to play that on. Yep, there's been – So my suspicion that you would have to keep the old gaming system just to play that game is pretty accurate. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. What were you, what are you going to say? There's been two generations of consoles release 
since that game well, so you was were released. Just saying what I was yeah, going to say. Okay, yeah. all right. And uh, that game's worth it's what maybe seven eight years old now, and it's worth yeah, about a hundred something dollars on the market. Is that right? Yep. Well, GameStop action is that what you're telling? Me? No, not GameStop. Oh, not, not GameStop. GameStop. Okay. Uh, Inter Joe, are you a gamer of any sort? We know you're. Do you? I mean, are you a video game guy or big time video game guy? All right. What do you play? Madden, you know, okay. FIFA, and all this stuff. Right. Okay. So you're excited about this? Very excited. Wow. He can barely contain himself. He's so excited. Look at him. He really is fired up about this. You can uh, hear it in his voice. Yeah. He's, he's really excited. So I, you know, I'm not. Again, I'm just. I want Dimitri to explain how big this because Dimitri can talk about the college ramifications, college football ramifications, but. Hell, now that I've talked to you guys about this, we don't really need Demetrio. Well, the consensus is is that the college games are always way better than Madden. Is that true? They never decline in quality. They were mm. always really, really good. Now, why do you? Why is that? Well, there's more to it because you can do recruiting. You know, oh, okay. there's there's all kinds of things so, that you can do with it. <laughs> we had the guy on it with the baseball game last summer, and you you played the game. Didn't yep, you? Did yep. You got it on my computer right now. Do you really? Yeah. Do you enjoy that? Because that's because that game that he's developed is kind of the same thing. I mean, it's everything from you can run the whole franchise down to the yeah. you know, the rookie league team in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, to uh, you know sign or just play the season, however you want to do it. Yep. Wow. So you're you're kind of into that sort of thing. The recruiting. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You are a control I'm, freak. ECU's going to win the national championship. Is in that mind. right? Yep. All right. Ten-time national champion ECU. Well, there was that was the thing last year. The, what was the barstool thing, Coach uh, Dups or something? Google that. Wait, wait, wait. KC knows about it. KC, no. Okay. Intern Joe, what is the? What was this last year that caught fire? So when it, all the sports shut down, Barstool Big Cat started an NCAA football fourteen sort of a journeyman series. Started off as like an OC at Toledo, and then he worked right. his way up to head coach, and his name was Dugs. Coach Dugs, who kind of looked like Andy Reid. Yeah, and they played. Um, and he just won all the. Um, he won like national championships and stuff like that. It actually created a real guy to make himself Coach Dugs on Twitter. Well, that's what I mean. The guy who was Dugs on Twitter looked like Andy Reid. Yeah, looked like Andy Reid's son. Yeah, now he's like employed by Barstool because of Big Cat having oh, to get right? football fourteen and stuff so, like that. Because that was huge back in like the uh, late late spring. Got, I think, when sports I think he got over a hundred thousand viewers on Twitch, and and what, what's crazy about that, it, like they lost the national championship to Virginia Tech, like on the first try or something. So, <laughs> yeah, it was I remember fun. that. That is that's pretty cool. All right, well, no, this is good news. All right, so we and it's good. So you asked Dimitri a few questions today on this bin, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think we we, we got a few things right. up our sleeve. Uh, we'll do that in a few minutes. But right now, well, we've got a we've got a top five team waltzing into Greenville tomorrow. You know, did you know that, Ben? I did know that. Yeah, Houston coming to take on the Pirates, who are reeling, losers of five in a row. Uh, Joe Dooley spoke speaking with the media today, and we have that for you right now in our daily Pirate Report. And now Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, ninety four three. The game. Let's uh, get Coach Dooley's preview of the Cougars. Well, I think there's a couple things. I mean, I think they're you know when you look at the their defensive numbers are terrific. Uh, they're shooting the ball well in conference play, especially from the three, and their rebounding numbers have been consistent. I mean, they're four in the net. Uh, you know, when you look at their Ken Palm offensive and defensive efficiency stand, you know, ratings are very, very, you know, very, very low in a, in a, in a good way. 
uh, and they're balanced. I mean, they've got a bunch of different guys. They've had guys pop, you know, Kid Chaney pops up the other day and drops 10 points in the first half against SMU and hadn't played a lot of minutes. And uh, I just think they're very well balanced and they can hit you a bunch of different ways. Right now, they're a two seed, I would, I would have to think, uh, the Cougars are. This is uh, a plucky upstart Patrick Johnson asking a question about uh, the prowess of the Cougars on the backboards and how the Pirates are going to deal with that. It's got to be a team effort. It's also got to be a lot of, you know, what they do a really good job of, <clears throat> what they do a really good job of is also uh, back tipping the ball. You know, they run in there and they're, well, I think one thing is they're not afraid to foul, which is good news. And they run in there and they tip it and, and then they run down it. So it's going to be a lot of loose balls also. I mean, they're counted as rebounds, but a lot of them are really loose balls and they do a great job of pursuing the ball, uh, whether it's on the backboard, you know, Gorham is third in the country and rebounding. Uh, or if, if it's Jarreau from a you know from the point guard spot, is a very good rebounder and just six five and very athletic. So they, they pursue it, they pursue it, they pursue it. How about uh, the uh, Pirates getting Tyree Jackson and uh, apparently Pig will be back practice today. Coach also spoke about Miles James. Well, hopefully you know Pig was able to practice yesterday, so I think that'll help you know with perimeter depth. Uh, I think that does help. I mean, it helps in practice and and. and that that'll hopefully hopefully get us better you know prepared and uh, Miles gave us some good minutes against uh, against Tulsa I thought and uh, hopefully that he'll continue to do that. Pirates uh, need to get the offense going, Coach. On that, well, I think we need to get some offensive continuity. I mean, I, I you know you, you know JJ had been off to a good start, and then he was shut down for a little <laughs> bit. I think he's trying to get his legs back under him. Uh, Tristan, we're trying to eat, you know, ease him back. You know, you look at Tristan's number from last year to this year's number, he's averaging almost eight less points a game in conference play. And, you know, he was out for 16 days and then we had him back for a day and or two. So conditioning, I think is going to be a big factor. And then after we had him back for a day or two, he was shut down for five days. And uh, I think he needs to get some continuity. I think we need to get some continuity, uh, offensively. I thought we flowed a little bit better against Tulsa, but that's because we played a couple games now. Uh, and, uh, I do think other people do need to step up. I think Tremont has, uh, you know, he's been another uh, another weapon. Hopefully, we can get JJ's legs back under him. Hopefully, we can get Tristan going, and hopefully, some of these guys can continue to improve. And part of that is getting everybody back in shape. Cut six. Good. I mean, I I, I think this is going to be a work in progress. I mean, I, I do talk. You know, it's it's made you rethink, uh, like we've all had to, and, and adjust because you, you're there's a fine line between getting your team prepared to play and conditioning and also over conditioning, getting guys hurt. I mean, we talk about it right now in practice, you know, you go through a stretch where you, you know, you have nine or 10 guys, then maybe one day you have 13, the next day you have nine. So how do you adjust? And, uh, and then these other guys, you know, when you, when you're, when you're, when they start getting in good shape, it seems like then you you know, maybe we've had a pause, which isn't their fault. So you shut down for five days and, uh, you know, then as you reacclimate, you're not really doing any, you know, contact. These guys right now are used to getting hit every day. And now when you don't get hit for a few days or running into each other, and you worry about the, those type of injuries and uh, because they're not used to it. So just trying to ha have a fine line between conditioning and also preparing them for the physicality of a game. All right. Uh, we probably don't have time because, uh, I want to get in the break and I want to get Dimitri on and I want to get uh, every, I want everything to stay on schedule today. Where we're not running up against something at the end. So uh, we'll grab a break. We will tell you ECU in Houston tomorrow. That is a six o'clock game. Uh, it is a stretch of, let me do the math here, Ben. 
It is a stretch of uh, that's three, four, five, six, three games in six days for the Pirates starting tomorrow, uh, which will be uh, pretty, pretty, pretty brutal stretch. Houston. Uh, followed by a trip to Memphis and then SMU next Monday, which, by the way, right now it's looking like we're not going to have a show Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, so that that is what it is. But, uh, boy, what a brutal stretch for uh, ECU basketball. Pirates will try to shock the world as they have Houston in uh, Williams Arena, Menjis Coliseum tomorrow. We'll be here from 5 to 5.30 tomorrow uh, before we yield to the network. So there you go. Uh, ben, let's grab a break. We'll uh, return, and uh, we'll get our guy Dimitri Ravanos on with us. EA Sports, college football, seven long years without a game, and now we're going to have one. The, the, the boys across the way are very excited. I can just look at them and tell how fired up they are. Our pal Dimitri Ravanos on this and more as we talk to him briefly on that next. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. Cut hard. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. I log on every day after the show. Or whenever, 943thegame.com, and you'll get the uh, podcast of the Patrick Johnson Show. Also, Google, iTunes, and uh, Spotify, among others. So, a big day today. Everything's coming up, Dimitri, here, it seems lately. Alabama wins the football championship. His Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl Sunday. And now EA Sports is going to put out college football, I guess, 21 at some point here. Uh, everything's coming up, Dimitri, right? Do we Patrick, have it? I... Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I There's a Shatner-like pause there. There's a Shatner-like so pause. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, feel, I feel so blessed. I feel like after years of being the underdog by, of course, marrying a doctor and not having to have a real job, <laughs> I... And finally on top for once in this world. <laughs> you repeatedly hit the lottery and you just, you don't know. You, that Midas touch. That Midas touch. I, I, I got to tell you, I repeatedly hit the lottery and this will make my wife and children so angry. Nothing good in my life compares to EA Sports bringing back the college football. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been in the works, I guess, for over a year. And... You know, we've been and uh, and our intern Joe both uh, are. I mean, they are beyond excited about this. They're sure. telling me we've had a couple generations of gaming systems since this has happened, since it was last put out by EA Sports. Right? That is correct. I I still have my PS3 because I did not want to upgrade and lose the ability uh, to play uh, NCAA Football 14, which was the last edition of this game. I, I mean. Forget uh, generations of consoles, Patrick. Think about the generations of players that we haven't gotten Ooh, to play with, right? The wow. last game that came out was Jameis Winston's Heisman season. So that means we never got to play a game with Trevor Lawrence. We never got to play a game 
with Kyler Murray, never got to play a game with Baker Mayfield. Like, there is so much of college football that we have missed out on being able to manipulate digitally because there was no video game. Now, Ben tells me that you're able in this game to everything from Cruton, uh, or you just play the games, whatever you want to do. So this is a... So I would imagine that this will be not only Cruton, but I have to imagine there'll be sacks of money perhaps involved in this uh, 21, right? I mean, that's got to be part of Cruton. Listen, uh, Ben, if you want to put Patrick on hold, I have a very (laughs) in-depth plan for making the recruiting and dynasty mode even better than it has been in the past. You know, there was a period of time, Patrick, this is true, where the game, I want to say it was the 07 or 08 game, you could get into a little bit of illicit activity. You could have kids skipping class. You could have uh, some kids have improper contact with boosters that you could choose whether to discipline them or look the other way. And then eventually the NCAA came down with their hammer on you. All right. Um, so both but, these guys across the way are shaking their head in unison as you said this to me. They, they are so in on this. I'm going to let Ben ask you a question and then maybe intern Joe. Ben? Mascot, ma- yeah, mascot right. mashup. Is it coming back? Say that again. I'm sorry. Mascot mashup. Is it coming back? Yes or no? Oh, listen. The game was built on mascots <laughs> playing football against one another. I don't know what sort of world the hokey bird going up against Big Red from Western Kentucky is not exactly what we want from this video game. Come on. We all know that you're supposed to use the Stanford tree. That's, that's the model mascot you're supposed really? to use. None other. Oh, okay. Yeah, how does he throw I'm, the football? I'm beyond my drug-using days, so I have given up on the Stanford <laughs> tree myself. Wait a minute. Now, you're an ECU guy. You never played with PD Pirates? No, I like the Stanford tree because I thought it was hilarious. He didn't. I don't think he had arms, and he somehow just the ball magically floated. branch. That's yeah. what it is. He has branches. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very fair. I mean, it was always hilarious to look at. I also liked, especially the later editions, when they really thought about the physics of all of this. <laughs> Playing against Albert Gator and watching him going tumbling over, never not hilarious. <laughs> all right, intern Joe, what is your question for Dimitri? Here's the real question. Are we going to get McDonald's bags from Tennessee on Diamond Dynasty? <laughs> I mean, obviously, the question that has to be answered first is how good are the kids you are inventing? Because Tennessee does not just hand out McDonald's bags <laughs> to nobody. Now, they do just hand them out all willy-nilly without oversight, but they do pick and choose who gets them. All right. Anything else? No, no, no follow-up. Let me ask you this. We talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show. There has to be something with Coach Duggs, right? That is, uh, it seems like that should be the case. I mean, that probably got more juice for people that don't know. Go look up this thing Barstool Sports did with Coach Doug, this character they invented. That probably did more to bring the game back into the national conversation in the last year than anything else. At the very least, that should be a starting model of what coaches look like. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a head coach that can run six miles in the morning. You don't want that. You want that? No, guy. ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody Ridic- wants that. I will tell you, like along the lines of Coach Doug, this is true, and Patrick will appreciate this because he knows how deep of a uh, Bama fan I am. I have a there is a tweet where the guy who played the human version of Coach Doug uh, 
was at his grill asking people if they wanted a gator burger and singing <laughs> along to Rocky Top that I have saved and watch at least once a week. <laughs> Uh, our pal Dimitri Ravanos with us uh, now, and uh, EA Sports College Football Twenty One. It's on the way. How much is this game going to cost? Because Ben was telling me the version, the last version that was, I guess, released at thirteen for the fourteen season, uh, costs easily over a hundred dollars. So what? Uh, and I guess that's because of you know it's kind of collector's status and iconic yeah. status in a way. But but how much could, would this game? How much is it going to cost people? You think? I believe the starting price of PS5 and Xbox, whatever the new Xbox uh, generation is called, I believe the starting price of those games is $69.99. Okay. Um, but, but I would happily pay twice that with the game. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to upgrade? Will you be upgrading to PS5? Oh, yeah. Listen, around Christmas, I've, I've got a nine-year-old son. Around Christmas, my son and I, we were both really into – the footage that had come out of the new Miles Morales Spider-Man game for the PS5. And we tried our damnedest to get a PS5, and everywhere we looked was sold out before we could get one. And I told him, as soon as the college football game is announced, we will find a way to get a PS5. Okay. Buddy. All right. You're working on it. Does that mean you would uh, offer up your daughter for a PS5? No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, she's the one I have high hopes for. <laughs> Your son's just your buddy that you play video games with. The daughter. Yeah, I mean, like his jump shot has fallen off. He doesn't have the future I once thought he did. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. All right, yeah, Dimitri Ravanos, uh, great to talk to you. What a day for Dimitri. I know you have a, a pick with your Tampa Bay Bucks and Kansas City uh, for Sunday. What is it? Uh, God, my heart says Tampa, but my head says. I don't know which Buccaneers secondary is showing up, and if they cannot cause turnovers, Patrick Mahomes is going to win this game. I I, I think my head says the Chiefs. Okay. I'm kind of with you right now on that. And and I'm not thinking as close as some say it might be, or hoping it might be. Look, I've said this to a lot of people. If I've said this to you already, please tell me to shut up. But I was very comfortable in 03 with it being the last time I would ever see the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So whatever happens is just icing on the cake for me. All right. There you go. There's a way to look at it. All right. Tampa, yeah. Tampa, Florida. Uh, will they be rocking? We will God's see. country. Yeah, it is. It is indeed that. All right. Dimitri, great to talk to you. Thank you for, uh, for giving us. When we get a release date or when the game is released, we'll bring you back on and we'll have you and the guys – all talk about it. I'll just take the day off and you guys could talk about it for an hour. That's what we'll do then. Yeah, I tell you what, take a week off. We'll start a season. We'll play it every day on air at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Thanks, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. Oh, uh, that'd be great. That might be what we do in, uh, in the, if it's out by maybe, I, I, can they, they can have it out in a few months, right? Right? They've been working on it for over a year. Mm, it's no? probably going to be maybe a few years. What? I don't see this in my notes, Ben. Uh, it's probably going to be a while. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I'm looking at this. What It depends on if they're worried about the name, image, and likeness. I guess that's really what it depends on. And that might be the thing that helps the NCAA move a little quick, more quickly on that, ultimately. So, Okay. Uh, ben, you got an update? We got, uh, we got to get to our guy, um, Austin Carp here in a little bit. But uh, if they were to release it, though, and we could do it before the start of the season, 
I'd be willing to let you guys do a do like a week. If you we know. can do like a tournament with all I'll the former go, interns. Yeah, something like I'll go on vacation. You guys do something for a week. Uh, all right. <laughs> mascot mashup tournament. He likes. I, I yeah. heard intern Joe yeah. there. That's the loudest he's ever been. I heard him. <laughs> he's fired up. My gosh. Get the Syracuse oranges, the big fat oranges. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I have some fun with it. Is that a fun? Uh, is that a fun when you when the mascots play one another? Yeah, because they don't. When you do the juke move, they don't juke. They just do a full on flip. Ah, uh, because the mascot is not as athletic as a guy. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. I, I follow what you're saying there. All right. Uh, or or you're saying they don't juke, they flip. It's not the defender that gets juked out. The defender. No, like the, the, the juke button, like when you use it, they Mas- just do the it. They just, flip. they just do a full on front oh. flip for no reason. Okay, so. well, I like that. This does sound interesting. It's fun. I won't play it's a good it, game. This does sound interesting to me. Okay, uh, let's go. Ben Byram, update a uh, sports flash for you here on 94.3. The game has uh, been. Update you on all things going on in the world of sports. Take it away, Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94th of the game sports update. Pirate basketball coming off a five-game losing skid will take on their toughest opponent yet tomorrow night at home in fifth-ranked Houston. East basketball head coach Joe Dooley spoke to the media earlier today and gave his thoughts on that hungry Cougar squad. Well, I think there's a couple things, and I think they're, you know, when you look at the their defensive numbers are terrific. Uh, they're shooting the ball well in conference play, especially from the three, and their rebounding numbers have been consistent. I mean, they're four in the net. Uh, you know, when you look at their Ken Palm offensive and defensive efficiency stand, you know, ratings are very, very, you know, very, very low in a, in a, in a good way. Uh, and they're balanced. I mean, they've got a bunch of different guys. They've had guys pop, you know, Kid Cheney pops up the other day and drops 10 points in the first half against SMU and hadn't played a lot of minutes. And uh, I just think they're very well balanced and they can hit you a bunch of different ways. As it stands right now, Vegas has fifth ranked Houston as the heavy 16 and a half point favorites over the Pirates. Tip off for that game is set for 6 o'clock tomorrow. Coverage for that game begins at 5.30 right here on 94th of the game. Elsewhere in college hoops, former Central alum and NC Central freshman Justin Wright was named MEAC Rookie of the Week. Wright reached double figures for the first time in his college career with 12 points in their game last Friday against Carver College, along with a team-high six rebounds and six assists. And in NC Central's nationally televised game against South Carolina State last night, Wright went on to record a steal. This is Wright's first career weekly honor and only second weekly award for the Eagles this season. Wright will look to keep it up as the NC Central Eagles get right back into action against South Carolina State once again tonight at 7. The Eagles are favored by 17 points in that matchup. Other games tipping off tonight include at 7, second-ranked Baylor traveling to 6-ranked Texas. The Baylor Bears are favored by 5.5 points. 8th-ranked Iowa hosts Michigan. The Iowa Hawkeyes are the 9.5-point favorites. 11th-ranked Tennessee matches up against Ole Miss. The Ole Miss Rebels are the 3.5-point underdog. 17th-ranked West Virginia takes on Iowa State. The Mountaineers are 11.5-point favorites, and UNC looks to add to their 3-game win streak as they travel to Clemson. Coverage for that game can be heard on our sister station, 94-1 and 97-9 Groove and Oldies. The Tar Heels are favored in that one, only 2.5 points. From college football, EA Sports announced the return of their college football games for the next-gen consoles from the NFL, the Miami Dolphins from Eric Studsfield and George Godsey to be co-offensive coordinators. ESPN analyst and former Patriot linebacker Teddy Bruschi has returned to his alma mater in Arizona as a senior advisor to head football coach Jed Fish. And some more insight was revealed from the Matt, from the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff trade. It's been reported that the Carolina Panthers, Panthers heavily pursued Stafford, offering this year's first-round pick and a late-round pick for the quarterback. But he reportedly turned down a trade to Carolina. Washington also made a push for Stafford, but ultimately fell short. For Major League Baseball, we have more details on the Nolan Arenado trade. The Cardinals 
to the Cardinals as it is now official. The Rockies will receive left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber and four minor leaguers, two of them being infielders with the other two being right-handed pitchers. Meanwhile, the Players Union rejected a proposal from the league to delay and shorten the 2021 season to 154 games, as well as implementing a universal DH. The NBA Hornets rookie guard LaMelo Balls announces the NBA's Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. LaMelo recorded 243 points, 118 rebounds, and 121 assists in the month of January, along with two double-doubles and a triple-double, the youngest ever to do so. And wrapping up for the NHL, the Canes are back in action tonight. Look to add their four-game winning streak as they travel to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Puck drop for that game is set for 8 o'clock. The COVID reserve list still includes Jesper Fast, while head coach Rod Brendamore said he does expect to have Warren Fogle, Jordan Martinuk, and Tavo Teravinen back in tonight's lineup. While Jacob Slavin was optimistic he'll be able to return tonight, James Romer is expected to start in the net for the Canes, while Kevin Lankinen will start for the Blackhawks. Here are 94th of the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Barham. Groundhog Day today, 29 tonight, high near 47 uh, tomorrow. Thursday, high near 51 with sun, mostly cloudy uh, into Thursday night, then a chance of showers with a uh, 50-50 shot of rain and a high of 59 on Friday. There's a forecast 42 right now. Uh, in Greenville, 43 over in Little Washington, we uh, go to the phone line. Uh, Austin Carp, Sports Business Journal, joining us uh, here on the program. Great to have him on. Uh, been a little bit since we've talked with uh, Austin. Figured a good time to do so with Super Bowl week before uh, the big game coming up on Sunday. Hey, Austin, it's nice to speak to you again. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks for having me back. So we've got uh, Super Bowl 55. It'll be on CBS. The thing I, uh, that really sparked my interest in wanting to talk to you was, uh, I guess, so far, and, and I'm sure you have an, an updated list, if there's more, but I guess Budweiser, Coke, and Pepsi, who have all been Super Bowl advertising mm-hmm. staples, uh, have announced here recently that they're not going to have uh, their ads air in the Super Bowl this year. Um, how much money is CBS losing, uh, you know, you estimated? Know, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be losing money. We're going to see if they can sell out that, you know, their entire roster of 30-second spots or however many spots they're going to have. You know, there are other brands out there. And I, I think it's important to remember that they're getting, it's not Budweiser, the brand, will be sitting out for the first time. So your Clydesdale ads. But right. Bud Light and some of the other Anheuser-Busch-owned brands will be seen during the game, during, during ads. It's just that old-school, marquee, Bud-heavy brand you're not going to see. And it's the same sort of thing with you know PepsiCo, which owns like Frito-Lay and right. Gatorade. So you might see some other PepsiCo-owned brands during the Super Bowl, but you're not going to see anything for the flagship Pepsi, uh, you know, uh, soft drink product similar to Coca-Cola. And, but those are big, marquee, U.S. staple brands that are not advertising during the game, and, you know, it, it, it's going to be noticeable. Did they give a reason, or they just said we're sitting this one out this year? Maybe. I don't, I don't know that they're going to be concerned about, you know, the audience for the game. I still expect it to approach around 100 million viewers, which is what it normally does. But they may be trying something new this year. Just, you know, maybe they're going for more of a, I think you're going to see a lot on digital advertising right. around mm-hmm. the game, whether it's on social, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or other digital metrics, um, whether it's the streams. So they might be trying something different there. Um, you know, the price is getting kind of high, but this is still the one event on U.S. television every year where you can hit this kind of audience. Yeah. And it's still 50-50, male to female, so 
you know, you're hitting all sorts of demographics. Uh, I still think the, the huge audience is there for these brands. It's just they may be taking a different marketing approach given, you know, that we're in a COVID-impacted year. When you say $100 million, does that factor in the streaming or you're just talking television? On television, you know, your last two Super Bowls have not topped that $100 million on TV only. So, yes, it took, you know, anywhere between 2.6 and 3.4 million viewers on streaming these last couple of years to get over that $100 million mark. Yeah. But, you know, for the better part of a decade, the game was drawing well over $100 million. But you do need to include those streaming members. That's the way people are consuming media these days more and more and more. So I just think you can't just look at the TV-only numbers in 2021. And that's a that's not, it's not a separate feed like Amazon during the regular season. I mean, that's the CBS or the rights holder of that given year's feed typically, right? Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it'll be on the feed that you see on whether it's CBS All Access or CBSSports.com or the app. Yeah, that's just going to be that one Super Bowl feud from CBS. We've got uh, Austin Karp with the Sports Business Journal. I, I do think there's a better chance to maybe draw a little bit bigger number uh, than the last couple of years TV-wise because of the Brady factor, new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you've got an opportunity for uh, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Sometimes that works against you, but I think the Mahomes-Brady matchup, that storyline is pretty strong and pretty intriguing. Are you hearing that from... Uh, your fellow kind of analysts in the in the business? I mean, absolutely. Everyone's talking about this is, if there ever there was a changing of the guard or, or sort of matchup, I mean, this is it. You talk about one of the greatest in all time, of all time going up against who, the new face of the NFL. Yeah, there's been a lot of chatter about that. And you want high-level quarterback play to drive the Super Bowl, and that's what these two are bringing. Last year, you know, it just wasn't so much with, with the 49ers. You had it with Patrick Mahomes. But now, like you said, you got Tom Brady. He's going into his 10th Super Bowl. Is it his last game? This might be your last chance to see Tom Brady. So right. I definitely think, you know, with streaming, I think you're going to get that 100 million viewer mark. We've got uh, Austin Karp with the Sports Business Journal. Great to have him on uh, with us uh, here talking uh, media and uh, coverage of the Super Bowl. Of course, uh, Sunday. And, uh, you know, one thing we saw this year, uh, and it, something that ESPN started doing years ago on some level, and that is uh, the, the national championship game kind of shown on mm-hmm. a different brand uh, or a different network. But it's, it's the film room. It's the coach's room. It's an alternative mm-hmm. broadcast. It's the hometown radio you know, over the video feed. TNT uh, and TBS, rather more appropriately, did a little bit of that with the uh, NCAA tournament turner, I guess. Yeah, uh, with the, the hometown home, the Homer yeah, calls, the, the Homer hometown calls, homers, whatever yeah, they were called, which were yeah. kind of which were kind of interesting, um, but but kind of a straight up presentation. Uh, we've seen the Feinbaum film room, so ESPN kind of started this this year. Uh, the NFL and Nickelodeon took it and made it the you know the Bears uh, New Orleans game, which was otherwise a bit of a snoozer in the playoffs. That really mm-hmm. kind of livened it up, and I thought they did a fantastic job with that. You know, it was it was really. Uh, the, the crew did a really nice job. It was very, very well received. It was, you know, there was there was the elements of, of Nickelodeon, but also I, I thought they did a nice job of explaining, you know, the rules to new viewers potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to see more? I of that? thought it was great. Yeah, are we going to see more of that in the future? Absolutely. I mean, you have these huge media companies like Viacom, CBS, which owns Nickelodeon, and they they want to u- utilize all the assets they have. And like you said, what they did on Nickelodeon was, was so good and so good at getting, like you said, explaining it to young viewers. 
Heck, I was watching with my 65-year-old father, and we switched <laughs> over to the Nickelodeon game, and he's like, I don't know that I want to go back. Yeah. You know, the other game was, this is something new, it's something different, and you are still watching it where it's not too gimmicky. It was just, it was a, it was a good football game to watch. It was, a good, it was a different way to watch football. But like you said, Disney owns all of these networks that ESPN has created, and they've been doing the mega cast approach for years now. Mm-hmm. Now, the wild card game that, like, you know, they, they tried on Disney, um, uh, the Disney XD or one of the Disney channels, right, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a little different feel than what Nickelodeon had. That, that was kind of more like interviews with people during the game where it was kind of distracting. Like you weren't really watching a football game. It was like you were watching an interview with football on in the background. And right. that was not something that I was particularly interested in. And a lot of people weren't really receptive of. But when with the Nickelodeon broadcasts strictly being focused on the game, calling the actual football game and not getting too gimmicky, it was incredibly well received. So ESPN, um, I guess, is trying to get into this rotation with ABC, which I've always thought they mm-hmm. they should have had the opportunity to to you know broadcast the Super Bowl. Um, could we see the Super Bowl being presented over multiple platforms in this next round of negotiations, or is that is that too much money that the NFL would would want? Um, you know, obviously. You're paying for those rights to put that on these other networks, I would think. I, mm-hmm. I would think that's the deal that the uh, college football playoff has with ESPN, um, that they're getting some extra money for, for all those other platforms. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, d- does, does the NFL give their content up uh, that cheaply, or is that just too cost prohibitive for even Viacom or Disney to, to go that route? You know, it gets back to the the price of what a 30-second spot's going for in the Super Bowl. And if you're a brand, you know, you don't want the cost of your ad diluted by having it on multiple networks so that maybe some viewers aren't seeing your ad. If you're paying $6 million for a 30-second spot, you want that on CBS. You want all or you want as many eyes as possible on CBS, and you want that included in your streaming as well. But if I'm – if – the game is on ABC and ESPN and Freeform. You're not necessarily seeing the same ads, and you know that's not as attractive to an advertiser. So, with the Super Bowl in particular, I'm not saying never that there's not going to be a mega cast approach. Right. But just given the expensive nature of the ads, it makes sense that it's going to stick on one primary network right now. Sports Business Journal Austin Carp. Uh, always enjoy talking uh, the media side of the business with uh, with Austin here. I'm going to circle back to CBS here in just a second. Let me uh, ask you a little bit about this. The Thursday night broadcast have had kind of mixed results. It seemed like the last couple of seasons they've been a little better. Mm-hmm. The games have been. Um, I think this sort of maybe plays into you know whether we'll see additional games or not, or whether they'll they'll maybe, however they'll end up doing you know the extra weeks down the road uh, of uh, of football. But when you look at uh, that, there's not a real eager suitor with that what should that tell us if anything you know it's a very thursday nights have become a very complicated situation you know the nfl has kind of used it as a laboratory for experiment in terms of different broadcasters and simulcasts and you know this and that and they've had games obviously they started on nfl network when you know when when the league was launching its own cable network Mm -hmm. so now it's yeah what is the future of that particular package is it going to go to an exclusive streaming broadcaster, like you know, like 
like Amazon? Could something go exclusive there? The problem with going to a place like Amazon is that you're losing out on, even though they're not the most watched games on Thursday, you're going to be losing out on millions of viewers, you know, domestically here in the U.S. Now, I know Amazon sometimes like to use global numbers, but if you're, like I said, like an advertiser, which drives so much of this, you know, you want your ad seen by a U.S. audience. And people talk about the, the Thursday night numbers, but if you look at, you know, the most watched programs on primetime television in any given year, number one, the last 10 years, 10 TV seasons, whatever you want to call it, has been Sunday night football. Number two is Thursday night football, despite the lower numbers. Right, yeah. You know, you know there's no cheers, there's no friends, there's no how <laughs> I met your mother anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's live content, and even a package like Thursday night football, you know, delivers. The other part of the equation here is... NFL network. Like you saw uh, last week, I believe it was a week before, you know, we reported that, you know, NBC sports network is being shut down by NBC because that's just the way the cable landscape is going. And so the sports that were on there will move to USA network. I think there's a similar sort of problem or issue that the NFL has with NFL network, like creating that as a sustainable business model, being in the, in the business of having a league on network. Is that, what is the future of that network? Even though you have, you know, a handful of live games, is that enough to, to keep it going 365 yeah. days a year? Yeah. How does, because every year I, I, it's very easy, uh, and I get I'm probably not in this, you know, new age uh, cable uh, cord cutting group, but, uh, you know, I, I get red zone for the NFL season. I'm not glued to mm-hmm. it every Sunday, but if I'm home on Sundays that, and I'm going to watch NFL, that's how I watch it. I don't watch the local affiliate games. Uh how does Red Zone stack up compared to the NFL Network? I just ask this for my own curiosity, really. You know, they don't really release viewership numbers for that, but, you know, you have DirecTV has its own version, and, you know, the NFL has its own version for, you know, for cable TV subscribers. But like you said, it's been become incredibly popular. It's become incredibly even more popular as fantasy sports grew over the last yeah. decade or so. Right, yeah. And it's going to, something like that could become even more valuable to the league as sports betting becomes more becomes adopted by more and more states because then you are going to want to see more games you are going to want to see you know make maybe in-game prop bets uh, across a, a multitude of games so there are things that they're going to be experimenting with in the same vein as nfl red right. all right uh i don't want to run out of time here before we get back to cbs but i do want to ask you something that's kind of come up as you you uh, talk mm-hmm. and I, I think of you know things that i know you have some some insight into austin carp with us here sports business journal when you look at um Something like the, uh, the 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 proliferation of of you know gambling. Um, mm-hmm. We're starting to see shows dedicated to that. Even in some cases, networks. It seems a lot of those are digital kind of networks. Radio stations. We have some friends up in Philly that are part of the big uh, you know gambling uh, radio station up there. So, is that where does that factor into all of this? Is, is how the NFL in particular is going to be covered? Uh, over the air or online, streaming down the road? You know, the NFL has kind of been last to market amongst the big leagues in particular in getting involved with sports betting entities and data companies and the like. I think very soon, you know, maybe post-Super Bowl, um, you're going to see them announce some sort of like official gambling deal with, with somebody out there, you know, a big name that people recognize, whether it's like a William Hill or Caesars or MGM. Right. Um, because it is a it is a lucrative category, especially for football. But you know they're they're really taking their time. They don't necessarily need, they didn't need to be first to market to, to do this sort of deal. You've seen everybody else: the PGA Tour, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, 
you know, everyone else in NASCAR has signed up, yeah. you know, with various companies. Some of them have a multitude of deals because it's a non-exclusive pack, but they all see um, the revenue streams that can come in, not just from official ties with gambling companies, but then that coming back in, in the form of gambling companies serving as sponsors of either your league or slapping their name on a car or a jersey right, patch or right. something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back to CBS here real quick. Uh you know, there's the news that Iron Eagle has re-upped. Uh, mm-hmm. Fox signed their number two broadcaster to a long-term uh, deal to Burkhart, Kevin Burkhart. Um, a lot has been made about Jim Nance entering the negotiation with uh, CBS and wanting Romo money. Now, he's making pretty good money as it is, but it is not Romo money. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you foresee that getting done and CBS sticking with Nance? I mean, I kind of see his point. Romo's getting a million dollars a game based on, you know, the regular season. Uh, Nance does quite a lot. I mean, he's NFL, yeah. golf, uh, and, and, you know, the NCAA tournament. So he's a pretty busy guy year-round almost. Uh, yeah, he's, you... a con- he's a consummate pro. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you were Jim Nance's agent, when you saw that, you know, $17.5 million annual salary that Romo was getting, I'm sure you had dollar signs in your eyes. <laughs> I'd love to be Jim Nance's said. agent right now. He called now. the NFL and the Final Four and the <laughs> yeah, Masters. Like right. He is the voice of CBS and does it well week in and week out, year in and year out. And he's got, he still has time and he wants to keep doing this. He's going to get a pretty hefty salary. So you figure they will work something out? I absolutely think they're going to work something out. Gotcha. All right. Uh, great stuff. Uh, it is uh, always great to catch up with you, Austin. A uh, couple quick little predictions. Uh, you predict the final number at the end will be what? What do you think as far as total viewers? Uh, if you the- take TV and streaming, I'm guessing in the range of around 102 million viewers. Okay. Uh, and then just uh, for fun, who do you like in the game? I like the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, even without those two left, ta- the two tackles, Ooh, you yeah. know, I, I think Mahomes can make up for with his feet a little bit, and I think they're going to be. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game, but I, I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, you gave our producer Ben a little PTSD there because uh, Rimmer is going to be starting at one of the tackles. And, uh, <laughs> that was he didn't have a very good Super Bowl last time he started in the Super Bowl uh, as a Panthers. Oh, it's fan. all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks a lot. Great to talk to you, Austin. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Our pleasure, uh, Austin Carp, Sports Business Journal. Thanks to Dimitri Ravanos today, too. Uh, baseball's going to play the full 162. Players decided that they were not going to have a shortened season. Darn, no universal DH. Did they, they decided not to do the universal? Yeah, that was included that in was the shortened. That was included in this yep. one, the shortened? It yep, was? the shortened thought, delayed season. I thought uh, that that was still on the table, something I read today. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Wouldn't be the first time either one of us would be wrong. And <laughs> won't be the last. I can assure you that. Okay, uh, back tomorrow, 5 to 5.30. Oh, easy money tomorrow, baby. Easy money. Help wait, or help uh, the hourly wage uh, rise a little bit maybe tomorrow. Maybe. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, and that'll be ahead of ECU at Houston, which is tomorrow at 6 o'clock with uh, network coverage beginning at 5.30. So a lot of fun. When you join us at 5 o'clock, check out our social media at 943thegame on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the podcast dropping on the website 943thegame.com after the show this evening. Great job by Ben. Great to see you, Intern Joe. And we will catch you tomorrow 
on the Patrick Johnson Show. Should be a lot of fun uh, as we preview ECU in Houston.